Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Former Eagle quarterback... Jaws, Ron Jaworski a little bit later on, and uh, Jane Slater covers the Cowboys for NFL Network, will join us as well. Uh, Sneaky little story, Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. He was at Alabama, he was at the Patriots, he's been at Purdue, he's been at a variety of places, the Texans, but he's going to be the offensive coordinator, so Ryan Day, the head coach, will be giving up the play-calling duties. All right. Early, early Super Bowl MVP odds. I've got them, courtesy of DraftKings. Todd, I'm going to go to you. Best odds, Super Bowl MVP as of this morning. I'm going to say Lamar Jackson. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Second on the list, Seton O'Connor. Brock Purdy. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Third on the list, Marvin. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, oh, we were rolling there. Yeah. You're so disappointing. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. So Marvin. disappointing. Paulie? Thanks for taking that, Marv, because that's where I was going. Uh, Christian McCaffrey? Uh, no. Front row sucks. Like Mahomes was a terrible guess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I know. Okay. It it's, never happened. It, it's Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy. I know. It feels like Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. I mean, I know he's an underdog in Buffalo, but... There's nothing, nothing underdogish about Patrick Mahomes. Um, so it's Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey. Then it's Patrick Mahomes Dang and Jared Patrick. Goff. Yeah, those are the early, early Super Bowl MVP odds, courtesy of DraftKings. All right, we wanted to check in on the temperature with the Dallas Cowboys. Bob Sturm, the uh, hardline talk show host, he's been there for a long time. The ticket, afternoon drive from 3 to 7. Bob, kind enough to join us. How's morale there in Dallas, Bob, after the news that Mike McCarthy is coming back? 
Well, luckily, we practice this just about every year, Dan, so we're pretty good at this. Uh, we've been here before. We've seen this episode, so uh, uh, it, I, I can't say that uh, the most shocking performance possibly in Cowboys history was that big of a shock if you look at it that way. Okay, with what Mike said yesterday, did that increase confidence, uh, add more questions? Uh, he sounded a little bit more confident or you know there was a direction that he was going in that almost like hey i'm my own man and i'm i'm gonna get us past this threshold yeah there's some defiance to it for sure because uh he takes the the slings and arrows like very few other coaches uh you know I, i think he has a very comparable resume to a lot of guys who have way better marketing departments uh, around the NFL. And I, I realize being a uh, defender of Mike McCarthy's career uh, today seems like a, a lonely post for me to be on, but uh, he's done a very good job as an NFL coach, and he's done a very good job as coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and yet to most, if not all, it doesn't matter. And any of the words yesterday were like, uh, everyone, you know, everyone just has deflector shields on because they are convinced he's not the one to lead them to the promised land. And, you know, again, around and around we go. It's, it's over 10,000 days since Super Bowl 30, Dan. And, uh, the natives uh, don't want to hear the reasons they got bounced. Uh, by the youngest team in NFL history in the wild card round at home when it appeared their road was uh, wide open to at least get to the NFC title game. Do we know if Jerry Jones reached out to anybody? Well, we I don't that's a great question for Jane. Uh I I don't I don't know, but my general takeaway Dan is is this uh I suspect they did. But I also think there is a group of candidates that would be a clear upgrade from Mike McCarthy who have no interest in working here. And I I think that's been the theme for decades. Mm -hmm. And it's been uh, because of the circumstances Jerry Jones has set up, uh, partly to uh, make sure everything revolves around him at all times. And we've we've normalized it here in Dallas. Like everybody's just accepted. Like you know, the sun comes out every morning, it goes away every afternoon, and Jerry's going to keep doing what Jerry wants to do. And there's nothing we can do to change any of those three things. Uh, but in you know, I I don't think Jim Harbaugh would come here. I don't think Bill Belichick would come here. And so when you look at what does that leave you with, Mike Vrabel, Mike Zimmer, whatever Jerry would come up with, I don't know that even he can convince himself that's a better option than Mike McCarthy. If you said to the fans, you can have a vote on changing your quarterback, changing your coach, or changing ownership. Wow, that's an amazing uh, uh, boy. That's that's a good one, Dan. I would, I, I personally would think I would like to try a new owner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been I've been around the block enough times here to say uh, I I feel like the next quarterback is going to have a bigger burden than Dak does, and Dak has a bigger one than Romo had. And and, and as far as coach uh, McCarthy, Garrett, Wade Phillips, Bill Parcells, just keep going down the list. We've tried to switch those guys out. We've seen almost no difference in the results. So let's try the guy who uh, seems to you know have the world's uh, you know revolve around him. So so I I think a day will come when Jerry Jones is no longer running this thing. I think his son will see it in a slightly different way, but who can say? Uh, but we're 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 reaching around in the dark here, Dan, to try to find the 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 solution to what makes no sense to anyone around here with the Cowboys uh, since 1995. 
Are the Cowboys planning on losing their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn? Well, that's a great one, too. I mean, as you said, everything on Sunday morning was one way, and then by Sunday night it was a different way. And Sunday morning, Dan Quinn was one of the hottest uh, coaching prospects out there. And by uh, Sunday night, everybody's like, how do you sell this to your public that the same guy that gave up 28-3 to Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl has now turned around and made the Green Bay Packers look like the uh, most unstoppable offense in NFL history when Jordan Love is making his very first NFL start as a more than a touchdown underdog. How is that even possible? And and everybody goes back to, well, it might be because he plays safeties as linebackers and they just get rolled over in the run game by the Niners, by the Bills, to an extent by the Dolphins and the Lions, but absolutely the Packers just looked at the Bills and 49ers tape and said, They've got the same linebackers out there. Let's do the same thing. <laughs> and 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 the the Cowboys were absolutely powerless to do anything about it. If I talk to you in a year from now, Bob What's the topic of conversation in Dallas? Well, I assume um, it will be a new coach. I, I don't really have any other way to to you know measure the end of his contract with the expectations here. And the expectations here is we have to figure out a way to get back to at least the Final Four, if not the Super Bowl. Uh, now, if the Lions do it, now you're just talking about two franchises in the NFC with a drought this long the Cowboys, and Washington. Uh, it used to be three. Uh, Detroit will never get there. Well, Detroit <laughs> is actually one game away from getting there, yeah. and so the list gets even smaller. Um, you know, Jerry's getting older. Uh, the patience is getting shorter, I guess, but uh, but that's the weird thing about Jerry. He never seems to fire a guy in a fit of rage uh, for all of his... For all of uh, you know his attributes that are they're well-reviewed, um, you know, at least we can say... He waited way too long on Garrett, and maybe he's waiting way too long on McCarthy. Who can say at this point? But with one year left on his deal, the idea that the expectations will go up, but the ability to have as good a roster will go down, competition will certainly get better. I assume they're finding a new head coach, which would lead people back to, well, why don't they just do that right now? Great to talk to you, Bob. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure, Dan. That's Bob Stern, the uh, hardline talk show host on The Ticket in Dallas weekdays from 3 until 7 local time. You know, you start to look at the Cowboys situation. Did they reach out? I I would assume you would do your due diligence. Maybe just take a temperature on what other coaching candidates think of your franchise. If you did reach out to Jim Harbaugh, or you reached out to Mike Vrabel, or you reached out to Bill Belichick, and you didn't get that warm reception, what's that tell you? And wouldn't you want to know that? Or maybe Jerry didn't reach out. You know, you still have this situation in Seattle. And this one is, it's a little bit more curious for me. Because Pete steps down. Dan Quinn has been long rumored to be, you know, the odds-on favorite. And then Mike Vrabel's name. And then yesterday, now this was just local talk in Seattle. But Lincoln Riley's name came up. Lincoln Riley has a $110 million contract at USC. Unlimited use of a private jet. You're moving to the Big Ten. Although you are losing, perhaps, your offensive coordinator and you're uh, losing your quarterback in Caleb Williams. So, is Lincoln Riley, would you make the jump to the NFL? And, you know, keep in mind, Ron Rivera, defensive-minded guy, got fired. Mike Vrabel, defensive-minded guy, got fired. 
you're looking for these offensive-minded guys. Lincoln Riley is an offensive-minded guy. We know that. Certainly not defensive-minded. But is that a possibility? You know, you start to look at these situations, and you know, there's an assistant coach who's probably going to get that Carolina job and probably going to get that Washington job. And if Belichick goes to Atlanta, you know, is there a possibility Mike Vrabel is not going to coach this next season? Because it feels like the Lions, Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, once again, offensive-minded guy, Washington's going to have the second pick in the draft. You get a quarterback in there. Carolina, you got to overhaul or at least be honest with ownership and say, you got to give me at least three years. I have to have a three-year window to make this better. Well, that's where you bring in a younger, you know, you bring in an offensive coordinator from one of these playoff teams. And that's probably what's going to happen. Pete Carroll may not coach. You know, the Chargers situation, what if Harbaugh doesn't take that? Do you bring in Pete Carroll, who I would love that, I mean, I still think Harbaugh there, it just checks all the boxes. Um, but you're also going to a situation. It's weird. I've, I've really been hot on Washington's opening. I was lukewarm on the Chargers because we go, would you rather have established players who haven't accomplished anything or a roster where you can build it and see if you have something? Because that's what it comes down to. I have Justin Herbert. We're still waiting for him to be an elite quarterback. And that's get your team to the playoffs. And even when you get to the playoffs, you don't bow out against Jacksonville. But you have guys who are always banged up. It just feels like every single every single season, I go, oh my God, he's out. Oh, he got hurt. How's he, how long is he out for? Every year with the Chargers. So I liked Washington because I get my quarterback and I get to start fresh. I'm going to have a new stadium. There's new ownership here. And maybe there's new blood in there, new excitement in there. The Chargers, you're in L.A. and, you know, you're the angels to, uh, you know, the Rams Dodgers. Like Nobody really cares about this franchise. you got to swing and bring in Jim Harbaugh. you got to get a big name or Pete Carroll. There's no downside. It's like Atlanta. With Bill Belichick. And I, I started to wonder about this with Belichick because, you know, he's going to be in the same situation if he takes Atlanta. He doesn't have a quarterback. Kirk Cousins did say, hey, I wouldn't mind playing for Bill Belichick, which was on my bingo card. I didn't, I, I didn't think that I would hear that, but here's the Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins. So obviously you've been on the headlines so much, um, but one person you've been competing with has been Ben Belichick. Would you ever play for him if you got a chance? I'm not going to turn down an opportunity to play with a you know future Hall of Fame coach, but uh, we'll have to see where March leads. It's just a lot of unknowns right now. Okay. <laughs> Non-committal. He's a good quarterback. He is. And on that roster. Uh, you know, can he lift them up in that division? Yes, Todd. I'm just asking you a question like I'm supposed to do. That's CBS Sports with the question there to you know, Kirk D. Cousins. That was like a sweet 16 that uh, she <laughs> asked him the question. Wow. A little young voice, that's all. It's not mean. This had a <laughs> yes, little young, high-pitched voice. Yes, it was. Not the question itself, just the sound of the voice. sounded very young. What about your voice when you sing? I've got a lot of voice issues. I make all kinds of noises. I'm <laughs> the last one that should do. Felt like that was his shot. Done. Slight shot. Yeah. <laughs> friendly Friday shot. Yeah, this is Friday. Right. It's we're friendly a, Friday we're shot. We're in a generous mood here. We're, we're, we're talking nice about Mike McCarthy. We are. Yeah. 
Seaton, what's the poll question today? Oh, boy, is that a question, Dan. <laughs> um, man, it's just, we're a little too... I, I can squeeze one in here. I was going to try and after the break. Yet. No, 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 we're not Again. doing that. No, yeah, no, no, I, I need um, a first-hour poll question for this audience. Well, we got a couple working right, right. now. Uh, the T-O-double-D sent in, um, oh, no. if your favorite team's season is over, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? Eight options on that one. Okay. That'd be the eight remaining teams. That would be the eight remaining teams, yes. Uh, and then we also have, uh, this is a two-parter. I split this. Paul sent this one over, but I split it into two. NFC quarterback that the Super Bowl appearance would do more for. And then AFC quarterback. So just getting in, not winning. Just just an appearance, not winning, but just getting there. Who, Who? would it do the most for? So you could have Baker Mayfield, Brock Purdy, Jordan Love. Um, Jared Goff. Okay, I would say Baker Mayfield. You know, because he's had a few stops here and was viewed as a bust. What he's done this year, if he would make it the Super Bowl, that would be a pretty good comeback story. Yes, yes, Seaton. I think it would do a lot for Brock Purdy. Yeah, but he's still facing a little bit of a, like, legitimate crisis. You know, is this dude for real or not? Okay, but I'm looking at the DraftKings odds for Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's name's not on there. With reason. Yeah. Off the board? Well, he, <laughs> he, he's not among the, what, seven candidates there. You know, page, maybe page two <laughs> of the printout there. <laughs> yes, Marvin. I'm going to disagree with Seaton because Jimmy G got to a Super Bowl, and we still had questions <laughs> after they were up 10 points in a fourth. Like, no matter what, because of the team of how talented the team is around him, they're going to say, oh, so-and-so could have got there too. Yeah, I don't know that Jimmy G was ever an MVP candidate, and Brock Purdy definitely is. And he's an MVP candidate, and still people are like, but I don't know if he's legit. That's, yeah. It's a weird dichotomy. I, I, would, I would say Baker Mayfield, then Brock Purdy. Um, I think he'd do Jordan, a lot. Jordan Love would be, I mean, huge. Jared Goff, getting back to another one. Yeah, That's with a different team after he was, you know, when they said after the game mm. uh, in the locker room, like, ah, you're good enough for Detroit. Yeah. You know, that is a real thing. Yeah, I don't. There's not a wrong answer. There isn't. I mean, you yeah. could make they're all compelling stories there. I just think Baker Mayfield has not had that kind of success. Goff at least got there. Brock Purdy, as mentioned, as an MVP candidate and what second best odds for Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Jordan Love, man, I, I'd have to go Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, and then Jared Goff. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents 
a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's nothing like a great night's sleep. Every great day starts the night before. Quality sleep can help boost your reaction time and recovery time and performance. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your one-of-a-kind, ever-evolving sleep needs. So how do you take it to the next level? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you choose the ideal comfort, the firmness on each side. Two beds in one, that's your sleep number. Mine is 75. The beds automatically respond and adjust your movements, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Amazing after a tough workout. Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. It's like having a coach for a great night's sleep. And right now, during Sleep Number's President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. See store for details. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ron Jaworski led the Eagles to the NFC Championship trip to the Super Bowl many, many, many years ago. And Jaws, Jaws already gave us his picks for this weekend. All right, so let's see. Let me see what Jaws has. Jaws. Uh, the Ravens over the Texans by four. Niners by 18 over the Packers. Lions by 10 over the Bucks, And the Bills by three over the Chiefs. Let's make way for Ron Jaworski. Hey, Jaws, how are you? Dan, great to be with you. Appreciate the introduction. I did not like that many, many years ago, though, uh, in the Super Bowl. Was it yeah, two, one too many manys? One too many manys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me start in your uh, backyard here with the Eagles. Sure. Nick Sirianni's future will be decided when? It's already been decided. He should be the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, and Finished his contract. I mean, he's won 34 and lost 17 regular season games, been in the playoffs three years, went to the Super Bowl. Yes, 
it was it was an awful finish to the season, but I think that the full body of work of Nick Sirianni says there should be no concern about Nick Sirianni being the next next head coach and stay as the head coach of the Eagles. Are they going to announce I, this, or the fact that they're not announcing it leads you to believe that you know there there's nothing to see here? Let's move on. Yeah, you know Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, they 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 take these things very very seriously, as do all owners in the NFL. Uh, but the Eagles have always been very careful and. Uh, looking at every option they have, uh, and and I just got to believe they believe in, in Nick Sirianni. I mean, the guy's done a good job. Uh, Jeffrey will be very very thoughtful in his approach to it. And I think when he when he thinks it through, there'll be there'll be changes. There's no question. I mean, the team cratered in you know the second half of the season. There will be changes. But I don't think it'll be Nick with Nick Sirianni. Okay, can you pinpoint what happened here in the last eight games with this team and you know the loss to Tampa Bay? Like, is there a singular thing? that you can point your finger to? I don't think there's a singular thing, Dan. There's, a, there's kind of a theory that, that, that I have. I don't know if it's right, wrong, or different. Uh, but during that 10-1 start, you know, the team was playing good football, but they were barely winning football games. Yeah. A lot of things went their way. And you sometimes get to believe in yourself that you're infallible and you just have to show up and win. And the loss of the 49ers, the loss of the Cowboys, I think, I think rocked the foundation of, of the football team. And they never really re- regathered from that. They, they, they all of a sudden doubt, you know, got into play. You know, you lose to uh, Seattle. You lose to the Giants. You lose to Arizona. And I think they won in that Tampa game with serious, serious doubt that they were a quality football team. I believe they were. I believe offensively they have as good as talent as any team in the National Football League. Uh, defensively, a lot of injuries, and, and the defense is what really hurt them. The coaching change from uh, the coordinators, I think, at that midseason point hurt them. But I still think the talent level on the team is very, very good. But that that, that, that second half of the season was absolutely it, – it was, it was hard to deal with. Yeah, you know, you change defensive coordinators. The secondary wasn't very good. Jalen Hurts might have been hurt, but I didn't think he played, you know, anywhere near what we saw in the Super Bowl last year. But Nick Sirianni, you think, is going to stay as the head coach. Let me ask you, the: um, do you think the Cowboys reached out to anybody before deciding that Mike McCarthy was going to be the head coach? I do not. Uh, I, I think Jerry Jones felt very comfortable with Mike McCarthy. And, again, you look at the full body of work of Mike McCarthy, it's been very good. Jerry Jones has always been very conscientious about coaches that he's going to keep. You know, Jason Garrett, I think, was there nine, nine and a half years. Um, you know, he, he doesn't make knee-jerk decisions. I think he's, he's, he, he is thoughtful as well. He wants to win as much as anybody. But all these owners and all these coaches and all these players, they all want to win badly. They're professionals, and they, they want to win. But I, I think sometimes a, 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 a non-reaction is the best reaction. Not a panic move, and I think I, I think when when Jerry and his his sons got together and reviewed where this team has been maybe over the last decade or two decades, I think they felt at this point Mike McCarthy was the best choice to move forward. Can you see Bill Belichick in Atlanta? I certainly can. Yeah, I think I think uh, when you look at the Arthur Blank, uh, you know he's he's dying for a winner. You know, I mean he's he's been trying and trying and trying, and uh, it just hasn't worked with some of the kind of I'll say unknown coaches that, that he's hired, maybe didn't have the pedigree of a Bill Belichick. And I think uh, Arthur Blank would be enamored to bring in, you know, the, obviously the greatest coach of all time, you know. So if you could bring that coach to Atlanta, create that buzz, and find a quarterback, because yeah. there's a lot of talent on that Atlanta team. You find the right quarterback, you know, you, you find your Stroud. <laughs> that team can turn it around real quick. All right, let me uh, ask you, we have a couple of poll questions here. If I was going to ask you to rank the better story of the four uh, four remaining quarterbacks in the NFC, 
So if we start with Baker Mayfield, in making it to the Super Bowl, not winning the Super Bowl, what it, what is the best storyline? Jared Goff going yeah. back to the Super Bowl, Brock Purdy getting to the Super Bowl, and, of course, Jordan Love. The best story of those four quarterbacks making the Super Bowl is who? Wow. They're all, they're all great stories. Um, I, I think you know, my, my knee-jerk reaction would be Baker Mayfield. I think because he had kind of been thrown to the side of the road as a guy that was done you know, been with a number of teams, and they didn't see enough in him. He gets in a situation where Todd Bowles believes in him. They he he had some rough patches during the regular season. He worked his way through it. You know, he fought through injuries late in the season, worked his way through it. And I think the game he played against the Eagles on Monday night was a phenomenal football game. But I think when you look at the history of Baker Mayfield, everyone thought he was a bust, and now he's got a chance to you know a couple wins away from a Super Bowl appearance. So my knee jerk reaction would be to the Baker Mayfield is is, is a top story, but they're all good stories. Yeah. They're all, they're, yeah, they really are. Yeah, I would take Baker Mayfield as well. Now the AFC. If I said C.J. Stroud in his rookie year is going to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes going back to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen going to his first Super Bowl. And Lamar Jackson going to his first Super Bowl. Best this story. One's easy. This, this one's easy. C.J. Stroud, he has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, a, a rookie to play at the level he's playing at, I think, is just just remarkable. And you know, as, as, as you can see over my shoulder here is my large screen TV, not on right now. This is where I watch the, the coaches tape every single week of as many games I can get through. And as I've watched Stroud progress this season, it has absolutely been been fun to watch. Okay, but what better. are you seeing, Jones? When, when you get the coaches' film, compared to what we see, what do you see with C.J. Stroud? I see, I see 11 offense and 11 defense. You see the design of the play and what the defense is doing to take it away. And what the main thing that I see, what jumps out of me, is his ability to see the field. He doesn't have tunnel vision. When he breaks the pocket, he, he's very expansive in his view of the field. He throws people open. They are covered. He sees the void in defense. With, with accuracy and anticipation, he throws people open. He's fearless in the pocket. He'll stay in the pocket and look down that gun barrel, which I think is very, very important in today's NFL because you're still going to get hit, even though the rules have changed quarterback is still going to get hit. So you need to be fearless in the pocket. And his ability to move outside the pocket and still keep his eyes downfield. And believe you know, we hear that statement a lot about quarterbacks. Well, his eyes are downfield. Well, no kidding. But it's amazing. Some guys break the pocket and they start looking down and looking for places to run. If you're going to be effective as a, as a movement quarterback in this league, your eyes must be down the field and still moving as you're scanning down the field. Okay. What do you see with Jordan Love that we may not see? Um, a little Aaron Rodgers, maybe a lot of Aaron Rodgers. I think there's a, there's a, a part of his game uh, which I, I look at him and go, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" You know, throwing <laughs> off balance and off, off his back foot, and there was there was maybe it's the Aaron Rodgers Brett Favre approach to playing quarterback that that stays in Green Bay. But some of the most uncommon throws you'll see made by those guys, and I think Jordan Love has kind of picked it up from Aaron Rodgers and the and and the ability to test himself. And by, by what I mean by that is make those difficult throws. Try to make those difficult throws. And then as, as you move on in your career, you filter them out. You, you finally figure out what you can do and what you can't do. I think what, he, what he's really figured out now is what he can do and has forgotten about what he can't do and doesn't try to do that. What do you see with Mahomes? Um, how can you not love Patrick Mahomes? I mean, the way he plays the game, uh, it, it just it, 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 it drives me crazy because you know, I'm kind of an old school wonk for mechanics and things like that. And uh, he throws that all out the window. You know, he, he, he'll not set his feet. He'll throw off balance. He'll throw off platform. Uh, he'll throw off rhythm. He'll throw off non-rhythm. But what's um, it like and, as a quarterback, though, Jaws, when you may not have complete confidence in your receivers? 
It's horrible. What's that feeling? <laughs> but- Dan, Dan it, it's it's horrible. You know when uh, it, when you see receivers dropping the football, it, it, you know, and 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 you're always going to say the right things. The media asks you questions. You're always you're always going to support your guys. They're your teammates. They're not trying to drop the football, but deep down inside, you you get that. Oh my God! Oh my God! Could he make a damn catch? You know, I mean, and it it, it it begins to deteriorate. It honestly, I, I, you know, I played seventeen years, and uh, I, I can say I've had receivers that had chronic drops. You know, then that, that happens. That's just the way it is. And the only thing you can do is hug them and hope that they can work their way through it. But this team, I mean, I, I believe they had the most drop balls of any team in the National Football League this season. So as a quarterback. You're probably looking at those bonuses you may have for completion percentage. So they're costing you money as well, Dan. Great to talk to you as always, Johns. Have fun this weekend. Thanks for joining always us. Always do. Thanks, Dan. Always a pleasure being on the show. That's Ron Jaworski, former NFL quarterback, and uh, he works the Eagles pre- and post-game live for NBC Sports Philadelphia. So he's not surprised at all. Thinks it's a foregone conclusion. Nick Sirianni, of course, will be back. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. James in California. Good morning, James. What do you have for me? Hey, how are you doing, DP? James Reese, uh, 220 pounds, 5'7". Yeah, I uh, just want to ask a quick question. Yesterday, a uh, former CEO of the Raiders, her name is Amy Trask, on her podcast yesterday, basically said uh, with the four games, eight quarterbacks, we have seven terrific QBs and Brock Purdy. So basically she's saying uh, she went – she got a lot of heat for saying that, and she was basically saying that um, Brock Purdy stacked. That's why all the other ones, they they work with what they got, but Brock Purdy just has a stacked offense. Therefore, she was just saying he's just good. He's, he's not terrific. I, I know you earlier you kind of went through it and explained a lot about the quarterbacks and whatnot, but I was just wondering – what you think yeah, about that? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear it. Paulie heard it, but I, uh, I'd like, like to give context if we can. Yeah, she was being asked to kind of rank the quarterbacks that are left in the playoffs. And the headlines around where Amy Trask says Brock Purdy's the worst quarterback left in the playoffs. She never said that, by the way. She said he's the one who's somewhat unproven, somewhat unproven in playoff games, hasn't had to do it alone without, you know, Debo and McCaffrey, which I don't think is that hot of a take. But it got positioned as she said he's the worst. Like he's not good. Even if he goes to the Super Bowl, even if he wins the Super Bowl, even if he's the Super Bowl MVP, people will still have doubts because he's got a lot of talent around him. They will. I understand it. Um, you know, we may look at Jordan Love and say we don't know those those uh, young receivers he has, or C.J. Stroud. We don't know that th- those players around him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has always had a lot of talent around him. I mean, nobody knocks Patrick Mahomes when he had Kelsey and uh, he had Tyreek Hill. Nobody said, well, he's winning because he got a Hall of Fame coach and he's got two guys who were going to the Hall of Fame as well. Right? Nobody said anything about that. I mean, Mahomes, it's a given. Best quarterback in football. But nobody has ever held it against him that he had a lot of talent with him and a Hall of Fame coach with him. So... We, we tend to pick and choose when it comes to what makes good TV, good radio, or podcast. And Brock Purdy is going to, you know, he'll fall into that category. Because we're waiting to see. We were waiting last year to see. And then he got hurt. Now we want to see this year. And anything other than going to the Super Bowl will, you know, hurt his reputation. Or it'll take a hit. I get it. But he's surrounded by talent. Yes, he is. 
Did anybody hold that against Troy? Well, they probably did with Troy Aikman. That you have a Hall of Fame line, Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame running back, Hall of Fame wide receiver. You had uh, Hall of Famers on defense. I don't know if people said, yeah, but Troy, he's not a great quarterback. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame, and maybe people did knock him because he doesn't have the great numbers there. But, you know, Troy was a game manager when being a game manager is just being smart. Like, what, you know, I got these weapons utilizing these weapons. And I think Brock Purdy has done that. But he has to get to a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson has to get to a Super Bowl. You know, you're winning a, another MVP. We're waiting. To, you got your big contract. Now we're waiting to see. Now this is what we want out of Lamar Jackson. He's not, whatever he did during the regular season, I couldn't care less. Just like Josh Allen. I want to know what you do. In the, like Josh Allen needs to win this game. Needs to win this game. Now you're at home. Dak Prescott need, needed to win last week. Hey, you had this great season. Yeah. Leading the NFL in touchdown passes. You got outplayed by Jordan Love. Once again, what's going to happen next season with Dak Prescott? Yeah, but let's wait till the uh, uh, postseason. John, I mean, there's certain quarterbacks. Tua, Tua is going to be the same way. Yeah, but let me see. Wait till the postseason. There's certain players like Joel Embiid. He might win the MVP again this year. And what are we going to say? Yeah, let's see you get to a uh, finals here. Let's see you win one. Let's see, you know, there's no question about the Joker anymore. You know, Luca's going to face this. Maybe he is facing it. Yeah, but you know, this is what we ask for when we're looking for greatness, when we're looking for legacy. Can you win a game, a big game, even when you don't play well? Yeah, Marv. In pro sports, it goes from he's the hot young quarterback to, all right, that's cute. Now you're in your fifth, sixth, seventh year. All right, let's see some results now. You got the big contract. You got everything you wanted. You got the receivers, all that, the good roster. Let's win now. Yeah, and I don't think we're being unfair. Now, Justin Herbert, do something. Trevor Lawrence, do something. You get the attention, you get the money, and then you're going to be critiqued more than anybody else. It goes with the territory. But I would think if you say this guy has to make the Super Bowl, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, they would be my my top two because we keep waiting for Josh Allen with all this talent now you have home field advantage Lamar Jackson you're going to have home field advantage one of those two had better get to a Super Bowl Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live James Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep, right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. Slater, NFL Network reporter, works for NFL Game Day Morning, and you'll uh, see that Saturday at noon Eastern, Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then they spend hours and then hours and hours up until game time. And uh, she was at the Mike McCarthy press conference yesterday, and Jane joins us on the program. Help me understand Mike McCarthy's demeanor yesterday, if it was defiant or confident, or is there another word that you would use to describe him? I think he used the words uh, that I would describe. I think he said that he was raw and a little numb to it all, talking about the playoff loss and how it went. And I, you know, he talked about how hard and challenging, you know, questions about his job security have been for his family. And so I still think even after four years, there has been an adjustment for Mike from what he was used to in Green Bay and what comes with, you know, players that have been around here longer than him know it, the star on the helmet. Um, And so I I think it was almost like he was still processing everything in real time up on the podium. And I know a lot has been made of the question that I had to Mike, and it was, you know, I phrased it a lot more sensitive than how it's been put out there. But, you know, I said to him, I said, respectfully, coach, you've, told us why we should buy back in this team, but why should fans buy back into you? And, you know, he talked about the direction, the leadership, everything's in place, and he's not very comfortable talking about himself, but he came to Dallas 
to win a world championship, not to get a contract after a year, you know, away from Green Bay, but to win that world championship. And then he just ended it with buy-in. And I think a lot of fans took issue with that. They almost, I think, wanted to hear something like we might hear from Dan Campbell these days, you know? They want to <laughs> see the emotional. Like, I think about you guys every day, and, you know, let's go bite the kneecaps or, you know, burn a bird uh, for the NFC East. It's just we didn't get that. And so having covered Mike the last couple of years, I didn't expect a raw, raw speech, but I also want to give him a little grace here that I do think that this stuff and this job can sometimes weigh on folks. Do you think Jerry Jones reached out to other possible candidates? No. And I've made a lot of calls about that. I've talked to people internally. I've talked to people on the outside. I even reached out to Bill Belichick's agent, who doesn't like to get back to most uh, folks, Neil. Uh, But everyone I've talked to seems to suggest that a call was never even made to Bill. Not dissimilar from last year when we heard so much about Sean Payton, as you'll remember, Dan. Sean never got a call from Jerry. And so... Some of this is, this is Jerry Jones. A lot of it, you know, I didn't think it was productive leading up to the playoff game for Mike, who already I was told last year when he went to Lambeau and, you know, faced the Packers for the first time that he was tight, that he was tense about it. And it was almost like he confirmed that this week when he got ahead of it and said, I know the narrators are there. It didn't help us last year to talk about the Packers. You know, they were focused on the game. But, you know, when you've just won a big one, albeit it was against the commanders, but I would remind everyone, remember they laid a, an egg on the road against the commanders last year when it was Sam Howell's first start. They had a big win, and in the locker, you know, outside the locker room post game, Jerry sort of sewing, um there wasn't a lot of confidence in the sense that it was, you know, you could have said, you know, Mike's my guy. Look at the 12 wins. We're so excited to get into the postseason. There wasn't really that, and then it took him going on the radio one of five to the fan to sort of, baby put it to bed and so it was like put it to bed light and then you still had you know people who I really respect in this business Adam Schefter and Peter King putting out this narrative that hey Bill's out there and if this thing goes south you know they're gonna make a phone call um I don't I don't think that that helped Mike and so I you know they talked about it and Jerry talked about it post game about you know needing to take accountability and I I I hope that Jerry also sees there's a level of accountability that sometimes he needs to take as, you know, you want people to do good. I don't think it feels really great when your boss isn't coming out and saying, um, throwing all their support as as much as they can behind you. And if you talk to Stephen and Jerry about it, I mean, they're not wrong. Everyone's job is always up for evaluation. I mean, I think you and I are also in that evaluation business. And so I, I understand it. I just don't think it helps it. If I said to the fan base, you can change ownership, change the coach, change the quarterback, how do you think that vote would go? Uh, If you're listening to Dallas radio, or I always consider my father as a great pulse check here in Dallas. I grew up here. He is the typical Dallas Cowboys fan that takes the flag off of the house when they lose and (laughs) tells you he's done with the team and he's going to return his jersey. And, of course, he never does, you know. So I kind of laugh about it. But, yeah, I mean, I think the fans get frustrated with Jerry uh, because I think that, you know, the, the, the pushback every year is you can't fire the GM because Jerry is the GM. Uh, but I do think that people don't understand that Jerry does – he doesn't make a lot of these decisions in a vacuum. I mean, he does really weigh what Will McClay and player personnel have to say. And, and for that matter, 
you know, people want to know why is Mike McCarthy coming back. I was really, you know, I reached out to a lot of players. You know, they had an opportunity for off-the-record discussions about Mike McCarthy. I, I just wanted to heat check, you know, what was the temperature of the locker room. And, Dan, they were so supportive of Mike. They wanted him back. And I think a lot of people just assumed that this team quit on Mike. They did it, and a lot of them took ownership for the way that, that they played. But I think that the problem for, you know, at least the Cowboys fans right now is, yeah, 12 wins are great, and you're getting into the postseason, but these are early exits, and more importantly, the way they're losing and the way they don't seem to show up. I mean, the first one here with, you know, Jimmy G, it was in your own building, and then you don't get the ball uh to the ref in time at the end of the game, game over. Embarrassing. Uh, last year, you go up to Santa Clara, and once you lose Tony Pollard, all of a sudden this team is one-dimensional, and then your final memory of Ezekiel Elliott is him lining up at center. And then this year, I mean, the fact that here you were driving the ball, you thought you had a chance right before the half, uh, and it's 27-0 after Darnell Savage gets the pick six. And then they finally put up points in the fourth quarter after Jair Alexander comes out of the game. I mean, I just it doesn't inspire confidence about what this team is capable of. And I think more importantly, one stat that really stands out to me was they're now two and six, at least from this season, including the post, when the opposing team scores on the first drive. And so it's like they can't – if they don't get on the board early and they don't score early, they have a hard time bouncing back. And even this defense, as much as, you know, I think all of us like Dan Quinn, and, I mean, if you talk to anybody in the locker room, man, they'll, they'll run through a wall for him. This year they were getting hammered against teams that were good. And so I just – I think everything has to be evaluated. And listening to Mike McCarthy at a three-hour conversation with Jerry, where they went over the course of all of this. And now, you know, we're being told that Prescott – you know, coming back. I mean, you really can't move on from him uh, with his 59, almost $60 million cap hit, and Mike says he is part of the solution, well, what about your 16 other free agents? You know, what does this mean for Micah Parsons? What does this mean for CeeDee Lamb? As Stephen Jones will tell you year after year, there's only so many pieces of the pie. So I think that that's where all of this is going to get really, really interesting. Yeah, I brought this up during the season. I said, you know, no matter how this season ends, you know, Dallas could be in a bad situation because they have really good players. CeeDee Lamb is going to want a big contract. Micah Parsons is going to want a big contract. And Dak's going to have a big number there as well. So I don't know how they get around. Are, are they going to pay all three? And, and what's the fallout from that with the rest of the roster? Well, they always – I'll say this about the Cowboys. They always figure out a way. And a lot of that is, unfortunately, why we're here with Dak Prescott is they will push the money towards the back end. But then you're stuck with – I mean, we saw this with Tony Romo. I mean, they had to eat Tony Romo's money too. Luckily, they had a four-string quarterback in Dak Prescott who just had an incredible rookie season, you felt good moving on even though you had to eat that. But you're kind of a little bit in cap hell there for a second. And so I think the question is, like, how do they play with this money? And do they give you the money up front? And then they push the money uh, down the line. I, I think those are, all, those are all questions they've got right now. The big thing that I don't think a lot of people realize that's holding them up with Dak Prescott is he also, uh, Todd France, tip the cap to him, very shrewd agent for Dak got him a no-trade clause in there and a no-franchise tag. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, this, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with Dak Steele. Great to talk to you. I know you got a busy morning. Thanks for making time for us, Jane. Of course. Always a pleasure, and I'll always make time for you in the Dan ads. All right. Thank you. That's Jane Slater, NFL Network reporter, making time for you guys. 
Playing to the crowd. Okay. All right. That's how you get on the team. Yeah. NFL game day morning, Saturday at noon Eastern, Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Always like having Jane on. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Whoa, it's a big weekend for Jeff in Detroit. Hey, buddy. Woo-wee. Oh, Dan, it's, I, I don't know how to feel. Honestly, I really and truly don't know how to feel with this weekend coming up. I mean, my, my Wolverines celebrated a natty, and now this? Oh, my goodness, dude. I have no clue how to act right about now. But I'm Are you more in. nervous or more excited? 50-50 straight down the middle. It depends on what time of day it is, in all honesty. I am. I, I think that we can beat the Bucks, but I just don't want to get over my skis because, like I said, we haven't had this here in, in Detroit, Michigan in a long time. Downtown, I have never, ever, ever, ever in my life seen it like that before. Just to see it blue everywhere you went, Dan. Everywhere you went. Good. Oh, my goodness. All right, what's the question you have? Uh, I have a question. Um... First of all, I'm calling the Packers, and I hate doing this because I'm a Detroit Lions fan, calling the Packers to beat the uh, 49ers. You're going to be talking about that Monday. And do you think it was a mistake for Jerry to uh, bring back Mike McCarthy? Because I can't remember in recent history when it's been this many quality coaches that are available. And if he fires them next year or the year after, you won't get this plethora of coaches that have Super Bowls. I mean, you got Pete Carroll, you got Bill Belichick, Harbaugh. You got a lot of coaches out here that are quality guys. Yeah, but you got to get the guy who fits your culture. And thank you, Jeff. Good luck this weekend. You got to get the right guy. And if you bring in Belichick, uh, you're bringing in a lot. And you may take a step back before you take two steps forward. Uh, Jim Harbaugh wasn't interested in this job, at least reportedly. Uh, Mike Vrabel, uh, you know, they didn't reach out to anybody. I get why they're staying with him. But I think that has a lot to do with Jerry Jones's personality of who he wants in as his head coach, because those other three are not going to put up with nonsense. They're going to want to be able to coach and not look over their shoulder. And in their job, Jim Harbaugh may lead, he doesn't get along with his athletic director. You know, Mike Vrabel had a disconnect with the front office. Bill Belichick with the front office there. You know, they're already raw from dealing with this stuff. You don't want to go into a situation. And, you know, you got to be wired a certain way to coach the Cowboys or want to coach the Cowboys or be successful at coaching the Cowboys. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The human soul requires a minimum daily requirement of entertainment, but listening to a podcast, like what you're doing now, yeah, that doesn't count. Welcome to the world of MGM Rewards, where they have the greatest live shows on earth, the biggest names in sports, the best chefs on the planet, and the most unforgettable nights of your life. This is way beyond watching a 20-second clip on your phone. This is all the entertainment you could handle, and then some. So, join MGM Rewards now and visit MGMResorts.com to book your next Vegas getaway. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 